Hi again, everybody. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for downloading the Bengals Booth Podcast, the Hell Yeah, 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 Yeah edition, as we take an in-depth look at the Bengals' preseason opener, a 1914 win over the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The song, Hell Yeah, by the way, is by the band Lake Street Dive by request. Alas, I can't sing like the great Rachel Price. Coming up, radio replays from Saturday's win, my one-on-one conversations with two Bengals rookies who had impressive debuts, and post-game analysis from Dave Lapham. The Bengals Booth Podcast is presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Refresh the game. And here's a quick reminder that you can have the latest edition of this podcast delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean. It's the greatest thing since the Bengals Booth soundtrack. My friend, Jed Demusey, the former sports reporter from Local 12 in Cincinnati, listens to this podcast and did what he calls a labor of love. Others might call it an incredible waste of time. But I got a huge kick out of it and truly appreciate it. Jed took every song I reference at the beginning of this podcast and created a playlist on Spotify. It's 153 songs and counting, beginning with One Last Time from the Hamilton soundtrack and ending with King of the Road, recorded by Roger Miller 57 years ago. That is, until Jed adds, hell yeah. So, if you would like to see and or listen to all of the songs referenced on this podcast, go to Spotify and search for the Bengals Booth soundtrack, the only soundtrack with both Alice Cooper and New Kids on the Block. Now, let's get to football. We knew going into Saturday's preseason opener that Joe Burrow would not play. He still might at some point in the preseason, but Zach Taylor said it would not be in Game 1. Seven-time Super Bowl champ Tom Brady, on the other hand, did play the opening series for Tampa Bay and took a hit the third time he dropped back to pass. Rookies Joseph Osai and Cam Sample are both in to rush Tom Brady on third down and 10. Giovanni Bernard back in it, running back. Lines up to the right of Brady, catches a high shotgun snap, looking, scrambling, and sacked. Nice. Brady brought down at the 13-yard line as the Bengals sack him on third and 10. Rookie Joseph Osai got there first and shared the sack with the Bengals' biggest free agent acquisition, Trey Hendrickson. It was an impressive debut for Osai, who had two other quarterback hits and a tackle for loss in the running game. You'll hear from him in just a bit. And he wasn't the only Bengals rookie who made an impressive play right off the bat. Fakes a toss to the right, Whoa. throws a receiver screen, Uh-oh. set up for Jamar Chase, runs for the first down, and gets tackled inside the 25 at the 23. 16 yards on the receiver screen. First NFL touch for Jamar Chase. That helped the Bengals reach the red zone on their opening drive. No score, first quarter, 838 left. Here's a stretch run to the left. P. Ryan slices through a small hole, makes it down to the 18 for a two-yard pickup, setting up third down and five. And Tampa Bay says that that's a fumble, and they feel like they've got possession of the football. And they're trying to walk off the field defensively, and they're saying it's Tampa Bay's ball. Following the P. Ryan fumble, the Buccaneers drove 79 yards to score. Still a two-tight end formation for the Buccaneers. Here's a run play for Vaughn, running left. He gets a push from Ooh. behind. And he takes it into the end zone for the game's first score. 
Keyshawn Vaughn made it 6-0, but the Bucks followed that with a comical mistake on the extra point. They lined up in a trick formation at the two-yard line as if they were going to attempt a two-point conversion, then shifted into a kicking formation and booted the PAT. But since 2015, extra point kicks have started from the 15-yard line. Therefore, the Bucks were too close, and Ryan Suckup's kick didn't count. It was a preseason game for the coaches, too. On the Bengals' second drive, quarterback Brandon Allen once again drove the offense into the red zone. They trail 6-0, shotgun snap. Allen throws up nice. the middle, caught on the run by Mike oh, Thomas. No. He fumbles the football inside the 20, and the Buccaneers recover at the 12-yard line. Two drives, two red zone fumbles. Not good. On the Bengals' third drive, they turned it over again. Sort of. Shotgun snap to Allen, sets up a pass. His throw is intercepted, picked off at the 40. Ball. Now the ball is batted away by Mike Thomas, and he plucks it out of the air. Unreal. Javon Hagen intercepted the pass, and as he started to return following the interception. The ruling on the field is a double change of possession, first down. Boy, he just slipped out of his hand. I mean, he, he, as he's returning it, I don't know if he was trying to change hands with the football or what, but... Hagen just lost possession of the of the football. Man, and, and Thomas, like you said, Dan, hustle right there, pluck it out of the air. Man, that, that, that was one crazy play. Two turnovers on the same snap. And the Bengals took advantage, closing out the half with their best drive of the night. It's a handoff to Evans. He Mid. goes low. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals, with 13 seconds left in the first half. Rookie Chris Evans scoring from the one to give the Bengals a 7-6 halftime lead despite committing three turnovers to just one for Tampa Bay. But that stat turned in the second half. Griffin gets ready to throw his pass over the middle. Bobbled and picked off. Henderson with the interception for the Bengals. He's running it back. And Henderson makes it down to the 35-yard line of Tampa Bay where the Bengals take over. Jalen Davis with the breakup and Trayvon Henderson with the pick. It led to a 40-yard field goal by Evan McPherson and a 10-6 lead. More of the same the next time the Bucks got the ball. He catches the shotgun snap, sets up and throws Pick into it. traffic. Knocked yeah. up in the air, intercepted by Frazier. Running back to the 35, the 30, and Kayvon Frazier catching the Whoa. ricochet. Whoa. Goes out of bounds at the 26-yard line. Again, it was Jalen Davis deflecting a pass that was picked off by a teammate. That led to an Austin Seibert field goal and a 13-6 lead. The Bengals not only had the two picks in the second half, they put a ton of pressure on Tampa Bay's quarterbacks, finishing with four sacks and 13 quarterback hits. Darius Hodge, an undrafted rookie out of Marshall, led the way with five QB hits and one and a half sacks. Another Evan McPherson field goal gave the Bengals a 10-point lead going to the fourth quarter, but a bad pass by third-string quarterback Kyle Shermer gave the Buccaneers some hope. Shotgun snap, Shermer's throw intercepted at the 15. It's going to be a pick six. Joseph Jones intercepting the pass and running it in untouched for the pick six. And just like that, the Buccaneers are back in this game. A two-point conversion made it 16-14 with 11 minutes to go, but rookie quarterback Kyle Trask was no match for the Bengals' pass rush. The rookie quarterback has the ball. He's back to throw, being chased, running toward the right sideline. Sacked! Brought down from behind by Darius Hodge. My man, Hodge is killing it on the edge.
Cincinnati closed out the game with a clock-chewing drive, highlighted by a 24-yard run on third and two by Jaquez Patrick and a 22-yard screen pass to Chris Evans. Austin Seibert put the finishing touch on a 19-14 win. Play clock at 10, game clock at 29. This will be a 38-yard field goal try from the right hash for Austin Seibert. The snap back to Huber, he puts it down. The kick is up and it is good. That should be Coffin Nails. Bam, bam, bam. Before we go inside the locker room, we remind you that the Bengals Booth Podcast is presented by Bud Light Seltzer. It's light and refreshing with a hint of fruit flavor. The player who generated the most buzz was third-round draft pick Joseph Osai, who left the game in the second half with a wrist injury. There's no update on the severity yet, but he was in good spirits when I spoke to him after the game. We're in the locker room with rookie Joseph Osai, part of the Bengals' excellent performance in the preseason opener, and in your case, a sack of Tom Brady on the Patriots' opening drive. How big of a throw was that? Uh, It was awesome. You know, I grew up watching him, and um, it was, again, play before Rob Narkowski was lined up against me. Uh, so uh, it, w- it was definitely dope seeing those guys and, and living a dream. But um, uh, I just know we got to get back to work. So it- it'll-, it'll be dope. Uh, we-, we got great guys on that line all over. You know, for, for him to get moved, it was-, it was a team effort. For him to get moved to me, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. So, you know, it was a great effort. I, I can't wait to see how we grow as a team throughout the season. You're being modest. I admire that. Technically a combined sack between you and Trey Hendrickson, but was it surreal to look down and see the GOAT after your first preseason sack? It was was definitely dope, man. It was awesome. I I looked before the play started, I looked back and I saw him and I was like, man, that's that's Tom Brady. So uh, it was was definitely dope. But um, yeah, hopefully there's uh, many more of those to come, you know. And that wasn't your only good play. You applied pressure on several occasions. How did you feel you did overall in your preseason debut? Um, I can always do better. I always like to critique myself like that. And I'm sure we'll, we'll go back and watch the film, and there'll be multiple plays I could have made and um, things I could have done better. But um, Coach Hobby does a great job of analyzing things on the sideline and, and letting us see it quicker so we can play faster. So uh, props to him on allowing me to, to be loose and just, just do what I need to do. And then... Um, a couple, I, I had a, a lot of games that allowed me to come free with my interior alignment, Cam Sample and um, Monty Bledsoe. They, they did a good job of getting um, vertical so I could, uh, it's, I, again, it's, it's a team effort, man. I just be in the right place at the right time. That's all it is, man. We're talking to Joseph Osai. It's a preseason game. Ultimately, it doesn't count in the standings. But anytime you play, you want to walk off a winner. How does it feel? For sure. It feels great, you know. Um, and it's, uh, it, it, it definitely builds the team's confidence up. You know, we, we were able to come out here and play against, uh, I don't know if anybody's heard, but they, those guys won the Super Bowl last year. So uh, it's definitely, um, it feel, feels great to be able to come out here and perform. And it wasn't pretty, but um, we did what we could. And, and, and to come out with a win, that's, 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 that's ultimately what you want to do. No matter what, if they're, if they're naming, my, my college coach earlier says, if they're naming winners and losers, we want to win the damn thing. So. We're glad we won. Can you describe the feeling of running out onto the field for the first time in an NFL game? You know, it felt surreal. It did. And I, and I, I tried all day to keep my nerves. And then as soon as I got on that field, it was it just all went away. You know, um, I was nervous. But, I, again, the vets, they did a very good job of reminding us that this is just another game. You know, we've been playing this game, a lot of us, since we were uh, peewee, you know, little guys. And then some of us... <laughs> 
Ew, uh, so um, a lot of guys maybe a, a little bit later, but um, uh, it, it, it's another game of football. And the vets, the vets did a really good job of reminding us that, and then that obviously helped me calm down. And then it's, again, it's just time to play. So I went out there and did the thing. One game, one win, a sack of Tom Brady, not a bad start. Not a bad start at all. Hopefully we can keep going, man. It'll be awesome. Congratulations. Thank you, Thank you so much. The Bengals' offensive standouts included running backs Jaquez Patrick, who finished with 71 yards on 15 carries, and Chris Evans, who had 60 combined yards between rushing and receiving. They got extra work because of the absence of Travion Williams, who missed the game with a hamstring injury. Evans has been impressive in training camp, and it carried over to his preseason debut. In the locker room with rookie Chris Evans, who had an excellent preseason debut, scoring the Bengals' only touchdown. How do you feel about your first preseason game in the NFL? Uh, I feel good. I was played a lot of plays on special teams and on offense, and I'm just, you know what I'm saying, just trying to learn and get better and, and you know what I'm saying, find a role on the team. 25 rushing yards, 33 receiving yards. I mentioned the touchdown. You and Jaquez Patrick provided a nice one-two punch when the Bengals needed to to run it out, run out the clock at the end of the game. Yes, sir. Yeah, we I mean, we practice every day. We practice hard. Older guys push us. We work on ball security, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know what I'm saying? Like our coach say, we're just trying to add value to the team and, and do what we can for each other. Describe the touchdown run. Uh... I could have the the play before was close that I thought but I was I was gonna reach it out but I didn't want to because I didn't want to you know what I'm saying uh, risk a fumble so came back the next play and um, we were saying punch it in the O line was punch it in punch it in run the same play and we did it and and I got in. I thought the short pass to you at the end of the game was a great call. I'm sure Tampa Bay expected a run. Uh, you did a great job of scooting down the sideline and staying in bounds to keep the clock running. Yeah, on one of my plays, one of my inside zone plays, I had run out of bounds, I think the series before, and uh, they was on the sideline telling me to stay in bounds, so I tried to cut it back in so I could stay in bounds, um, so keep the clock running. It's a preseason game. doesn't count in the standings, but anytime you take the field, it's fun to walk off a winner, right? I f- it feels good. I was talking to one of the strength coaches on the sideline, and a win is a win no matter who you play. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, Mike was telling us before the game, you know what I'm saying, and, and we're using this motivation playing the Super Bowl chance before, and we just went out there and, and got it done. Thank you. You've had an excellent camp so far. Congratulations on a great first game tonight. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Here are a few eye-opening stats. The Bengals held Tampa Bay to 29 rushing yards on 17 carries. That's 1.7 yards per rush. And while the Bengals weren't super efficient in the run game, they did finish with 118 yards on the ground. The Buccaneers' four quarterbacks had a combined passer rating of 33.6 and got sacked four times. The Bengals did not allow a sack. Cincinnati's highest-graded players, according to Pro Football Focus, were Trenton Irwin on offense. He had three catches for 35 yards, plus a 13-yard punt return and a tackle on kick coverage. On defense, D.J. Reader, Darius Hodge, and Joseph Osai all had exceptional grades. In short, if not for the two red zone fumbles in the first half, it likely would have been a lopsided Bengals win. Now time for postgame analysis with Dave Lapham. Lap, it's a preseason game. It doesn't count in the standings, but being in the locker room after the victory, it's obvious it meant something to these guys to take on the defending Super Bowl champs and beat them on their home field. Yeah, and I think... um you know, their home field, Tom Brady came out there and the fans started roaring. I mean, the environment was pretty good. 
and they had to uh, respond to that, you know, and, and they did. They did in a big way. And defensively, I thought uh, the biggest story was no explosives that was allowed. You know, they just, uh, I think it was one play at 22 yards was the only thing over 20 yards that I think uh, occurred during the game. And then they had, you know, they had the three takeaways. Unfortunately, the four gives offensively, uh, that has to be cleaned up. But a lot of a lot of good things happened in the football game. And uh, when, when you had to make plays to finish the game, they made plays to finish the game, particularly running the football. And let's face it, Tampa knew they were going to run the football, and the guy still came off the ball. And... Patrick uh, got his pads down and just ran some people over. A good night for several members of this rookie class. Jamar Chase touched the ball once, had a nice gain on a screen pass early. Jackson Carmen played a ton of snaps. Chris Evans was impressive at running back. Joseph Osai sacked the GOAT. Tom Brady, Cam Sample had a sack at the end of the game to put it away. Evan McPherson was perfect on his kicks. That's good production for these guys in their first time out. It is. And, you know, it wasn't too big for him, as Paul Brown used to say, you know, and uh, that, to, uh, to get something like that um, under their belts to work from and improve upon, you know. I mean, it's a good starting point. And there are miles to go before they rest, but uh, it's and it's always better to do it after a victory. And again, uh, the, the Buccaneers, they may not have had their Super Bowl team out on the football field all that much, but it was the Bengals, you know, had guys that weren't necessarily going to be counted upon to play a ton of snaps either. And the fact is, Tampa Bay's got a culture now, you know, and, and, and everybody is involved with that culture. I mean, they have 61 guys on that roster that were Super Bowl members last year. So that kind of permeates everything. And uh, for the Bengals to go out there and compete with them, I think means something. You know, I know it's it's only a preseason game. It's the first preseason game. But they went out there and went toe-to-toe with a pretty good football team. One of the things we've talked about time and time again so far during training camp is how good the coverage has been on a regular basis during practice. That certainly carried over to the game in Tampa Bay, and it wasn't just the starters. Top to bottom, the coverage was excellent. I agree. And they had, uh, you know, they, they didn't have a huge number of bodies back there. They had some guys with soft tissue injuries, and the guys that played plastered people pretty darn well. I mean, it was, uh, they, they suffocated uh, that passing game. And uh, again, you know, just one play of over 20 yards in an NFL game, that's pretty impressive. I mean, all of these guys are out on the football field for a reason. I mean, they all played at a high level of college football. And to be able to control and uh, contain what they were trying to do out there schematically, which is a good scheme, you know, Byron Leftwich uh, knows what he's doing as an offensive coordinator. And uh, they, you know, I'm not saying that it was an unbelievable game plan. Nobody's really game planning all that much at this stage, but you know, you match up with guys and it's like, you know, can I, can I stay with you? You're going to separate from me. And for the most part, they didn't allow any separation. They stayed right with them. Anybody in particular really stand out to you? Well, you know, I think, uh, I think Patrick obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. took advantage of a, of a big opportunity. And the the interesting thing with me is Evans's numbers aren't going to show the plays that he made. I mean, this dude was like a whirling dervish out there, man. He looked like the Tasmanian devil with those, you know, 360 spins he was doing and going north and south. I mean, he, he was pretty impressive and, and made some plays. And, and, and again, the rookie edge guys, you know, consistent consistent pressure. There's a there's a lot of guys that contributed. And, and honestly, you know, watching McPherson kick a football, dude, that's like a clean-up home run hitter. That's like going to batting practice when um, Ken Griffey Jr. was with the Reds and watching him and listening to the ball come off his bat. 
man, I remember going down there the first time to watch that dude. That, that was a show. I was, I'm, I've never seen a guy hit a baseball like he did. And Evan hits a football, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of crazy as well. He gets that quick elevation. He smokes it. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of good things that, uh, you know, that they can certainly build on. Sometime in the last week, I asked somebody from the front office, hey, give me a guy near the bottom of the roster or somebody that we're not even thinking about that's been impressive when you review the tape on a nightly basis. He said number 44, mm-hmm. Darius Hodge. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of Bengals fans that watch the game on TV tonight are going, who's, who's number 44? Yeah. I can't believe I didn't mention him with the, uh, with the edge pressure and uh, um, watching him against the Bengals offensive lineman in one-on-one pass rush drills. He carried it over. I mean, he, he's had a share of wins. There's no two ways about it. thing about him, uh, he's got a low pad level because he's got a low center of gravity anyway, and the dude's strong now. I mean, and he can uh, – he, he, the thing the thing that I like about him is there's not a whole lot of wasted motion. In the moves he makes, he's always advancing toward the quarterback, and he's advancing, you know, with a good lean, and uh, he's, he's, he's got some got some ability. I mean, there's he's got some physical ability that you'd like to – developed there's no question about it he's uh he had he had himself a strong game tonight he he had a sack and had multiple pressures to boot so that was a good effort on his part I agree with you the last time we were down here for a regular season game was 2014 I'll never forget being on the field 90 minutes before kickoff or something like that Andy Dalton comes out of the tunnel and pukes into a garbage can (laughs) and the Bengals went on to win he was deathly ill that day got three bags of IVs before kickoff and led the Bengals to a win. Well, nobody puked, as far as I know, and the Bengals came away with a win. They came away with a win. Uh, Osai has a little bit of a wrist issue that they got to check out and make sure it's not anything, you know, significant. And I guess until they get the final word on that, you hold your breath a little bit. But I'm not sure that uh, there's anything else that you know is, is uh, mind-boggling in terms of injury. And that was a good, that's a good thing too because. It was physical. I mean, it was a physical football game. There's no question about it. Guys were laying it out on the line out there, and uh, there's no doubt in my mind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not want to lose the first game that they lined up in, in front of their home crowd after winning a Super Bowl in front of their home crowd. I don't give a damn if it's a preseason game or a scrimmage. And they, they don't want to disappoint their fans, and it was physical. And the Bengals uh, answered the bell and matched the physicality. That's a good start. Let's do it again next week in Washington. I'm with you, Coach. The Washington game is Friday night at 8. The football team opened the preseason with a nine-point loss at New England. That's going to do it for this episode of the Bengals Booth Podcast, brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. Refresh the game. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe, and if you have a minute, give it a rating or share a comment. That helps more Bengals fans find this podcast. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks so much for listening to the Bengals Booth Podcast.